Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of The Dairy Age. Chagas are running a weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also being made available as a podcast. On this week's webinar, Stuart Childs is joined by Stephen Connolly from ABP and John Tobin from Munster Bovine to discuss the best beef bulls to select for the breeding season. Okay, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's Let's Talk Dairy. So um, this week we're going back to the beef side of things and people might be wondering why we're doing that. Uh, why do we keep focusing on beef? So we spent a lot of time early on in the year this year talking about the importance of getting the right bull selection for the dairy side of things. So making sure that we had the right EBI selections made in terms of the replacements that we're going to generate. And obviously with the, the we'll say the, the way things are going environmentally, etc., there's question marks about the scale that we need to be in terms of numbers of heifers that we're going to be generating. And also with, I suppose, improved fertility across herds as well. Um, the numbers of, of inseminations that need to be done to generate those replacements um, are reducing. So the, the switch to, to beef AI is going to come a little bit earlier. So we should be, like Doreen often talks about it, John, I suppose, from the point of view of um, getting all the heifer cows born in early or in February, ideally, and maybe early March at the latest. So that switch to, to the switch to beef AI, as we would see it, should be starting to happen around now. But what we are a little bit concerned about is that the switch is happening, but it's a switch to, to beef bulls uh, and the bull power element of it is going to be an issue. So today I'm joined by Stephen Connolly from ABP. Uh, and Stephen has done a video there recently uh, just outlining the importance of the bull choice in terms of beef, beef carcasses. And I'm also joined by John Tobin. So John is working with Munster Bovine. And John is going to be talking about the this whole bull power side of things. So making sure that we've put in a lot of effort to get our 90% submitted in three weeks, et cetera, and to make sure that people don't let it all go for naught, basically, by leaving off a bull too early uh, when we should continue to use our beef AI. So Stephen is going to give us the, I suppose, the, the outline for what John is going to be talking about in terms of the bull selections and the options that you'll have through using beef AI. So Stephen has a very, very good video here, which I'm just going to share. Uh, we're going to play that first, and then Stephen is going to talk about the, the, the what they're seeing in their program with ABP uh, and how bull choice is influencing performance of animals. Okay, so just bear with me there one second while I share this video. What we want to talk about is why is animal breeding or why is genetics important? And we have a few examples, so real live examples, uh, to show from two different sires, to show the difference in performance. So if we're just taking this animal here, um, this, this uh, Angus heifer is by uh, AA5280. And I suppose if we look into the genetics of that sire, uh, he has a, a calving difficulty of 3.6 on dairy cows. He has a carcass weight figure of 8.9 kilos. The breed average for Angus is six, so he's above breed average. So the calves from that bull should have heavier carcasses uh, than the average Angus bull. He has a DBI of 79 euros, but it's important when you look at DBI to look at the B sub index, because that's the carcass performance index, so your carcass weight, your conformation, your feed intake, and he's a value of 46 euro. And I suppose our advantage beef program for 2023 is set a minimum standard of 30, 35 euro or greater or equal to, whereas he's above that, he's 46. Whereas if we look at the animal behind, so this animal is a similar age, but from a different sire. So she's from uh, Angus sire AA5407. When we look at the calving figure of that bull, he's a figure of 2.6. 
but his carcass figure is only 1.3 carcass. So the previous animal's the sire is 8.9, whereas this bull's progeny, his, his case carcass figure on, on his index is 1.3. So considerably below the breed average. His DBI is 72 euro, but in contrast to the performance of the other, the other bull's uh, figures, his, his B sub index is 25 euro. The average weight of progeny from 5280 is 434 kilos, versus the average weight of all the progeny from 5407 is 354 kilos. So a full 80 kilos, so similar age, but there's 80 kilos more weight uh, currently. So it's huge, huge difference. So it shows the importance when you're going buying calves that you need to start asking that questions. What is the genetics of that animal? What sire is he by? And, and then drill down through looking at the, the genetics of that bull. Okay, so Stephen, we'll come to you there to just follow through on it, I suppose. So a lot of this is probably new to dairy farmers in one sense, because look, DBI's around with a few years and... Uh, like we've been we've been talking about it, but you're actually looking at the breakdown of the components of it there. And obviously, from your side of the business, you need to focus on that beef side. Whereas I suppose all along the dairy farmer just can would continually focus on the Cavanese piece. Now, the, I suppose what what isn't um, what you didn't what you weren't trying to drive there was the difference in the Cavanese because it doesn't actually have to be down to that figure. It's it's actually the, the beef sub index is the driver. Yeah, a hundred. I think hundred percent. Like we, we, there's bulls there that can be you know, easy calf and, and Georgia station with good beef traits. And I think it's getting that balance first of all. Um, you know, and every farm has a different threshold of calf and differently. So, you know, whatever figure you pick on your farm, use the best beef bull. Uh, looking at the DBI, look at the, you know, the best beef sub index bull possible for that calf and difficulty. Like sort of. Um, so I think that's that's the first point. Like it's it's a balance that we that we want, like sort of. Um, and uh, I suppose what we've found, like on all this, like so, for the for the for the beef farmer, what we've seen, we're we're working with uh, leading the eye companies, ICF and Chagas in the Dairy Beef in Ireland program. So there's a lot of data behind it. Uh, the research we found, and uh, your your topic of the, today's discussion, I think, is uh, what is it that no uh, all bulls are, are all bulls the same or different like or what's the difference like um that is very important because what we found over the last uh since 2015 we probably tested 153 bulls we had 4,000 cattle in that uh we had 60,000 weights going to icbf and uh, if we just pick the angus breed so and we look at the sires the good the best sire versus the worst sire we have found uh 46 kilos of carcass weight at exactly the same age or kill exactly the same age with 46, 46 kilos and at today's price that's well over 200 euro so like the calves will look very similar as calves like so it is and i suppose as a farmer or buying calves you're very hard to tell but when they hit that yearling stage which the video is showing uh the differences get bigger and bigger between the calves and the best sires versus the first the worst sires i suppose from a beef farmer's point of view 200 euros and over to it is a lot of money like sort of so um i suppose what we're trying to get to get to is that we start using so it's looking at what what cows are going to put the beef bulls and just look at using a slightly better beef bull either you know in in ai like so it's because there's huge differences there uh, for the beef farmer um and Stephen, i presume you're not buying any um stock bull red stock into the into the program or do so we? So look, the, this program it's a it's a breeding program, so it is. So it's 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 mostly all all AI. 
um, that's what it is. So look, we, what we want to do is, and look, working with, our, with the partners is identify these bulls that you know, are easy to have in short gestation, but with good beef traits for the beef farmer. And I suppose not just that, the carcass is one thing, um, but also look at other elements such as maybe what's their feed efficiency like. So that's a huge thing. We don't see that. Uh, and it fits into the whole environmental, you know, whether the economic efficiency and the environmental and also methane. Um, and so taking a step further when these animals are finished, we actually take steak samples from them. So we're trying to get the full, the full picture, like so it is. Um, and like what we've found, irrespective of breeds, there's good and bad within every breed, like so it is. And I suppose it's, it's about picking the, picking the ones with the best uh, beef characteristics. Okay, so just to emphasise, I suppose, for people that the stock that you're looking at there were managed exactly the same and it's purely been driven by the choices of genetics behind them. And both of those, obviously, were AI sires as well, like. Yeah, so like, so on the farm in, in Carlow, so that we buy in roughly 400 cows per year, uh, 20 cows per bull, and we put a, you know, a number of bulls into each dairy farm. Uh, so that takes into account the effect of, of herd. And they're reared exactly. They get the same microplacer. They're weighed every month. They're on the same grass. So everything, same management, treated exactly the same. So that's, uh, and they're brought to finishing uh, on that farm. So that that is a key a key point. Like so that's, um, but it is important as a calf. It is hard to see that. And I says what I says what we want to do now is get beef farmers asking that question. You know, what is the genetics that that of that calf when he's buying them? Uh, because we are seeing. Uh, we're seeing that big, that impact, and I suppose even our, our advantage program, uh, we set a minimum standard for cows being born next year. So this year's breeding season, they, be, they must be from a sire uh, of 35 euro or greater on the beef sub-index of the DBI on the dairy side. So I think that's a, a positive message or a, a strong message uh, from our end, like we because we've seen the economic benefit, the benefit to, to the farmer and the environmental and look, there will be a bonus being paid on that, like a 20 cent bonus through the Advantage program. Like So we, we want to push that more uh, for the beef farmers. And clearly, Stephen, that uh, that 35 euros is setting some sort of a carcass lim- uh, weight threshold as well for nothing less than uh, eight, that, like you'd eight or nine kilos there for, for that bull. Yeah, like it, it's a very good point. So look, the breed average would say, so what we need to be doing is, as, 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 as dairy farmers selecting bulls, Look at the beef sub index, but also look at you know, the carcass. That's that is a big one, like so as well. If you put so as, first of all, if you get people looking at the beef sub index, you know, if it's 35 euro or greater, you know, that's to me, that's you're going in the, in the right direction. But there's a lot of bulls uh, in AI that are you know 50, 60s, 100s, 150, like so it's across all the breeds, like so the higher the better. But I suppose it's it's very important to try and get rid of that bottom you know, 20%, like so. So look, we'd be liking if you can get you know. 10 kilos in our Angus's, like, so the limousines could be 24 or 5 kilos of carcass weight. So, look, the higher the better, but I suppose it's about creating a win-win for the dairyman to balance the easy calving with the, with the carcass. And look, looking at the active bull list there, uh, I just looked at it before I came on, there's a lot of bulls available there above 35 euro, uh, below 4% calving difficulty, and under 12 euros of straw, like, so there's, um, I think there's 130 bulls there. So the bulls are there, like so it's um for, for the dairy farmers to, to use. Okay, so you're teeing it up nicely now to switch across to you, Jan. So so Jan, I suppose um I, what do you see as the challenge, I suppose, with the beef from, from a monster point of view? Um obviously we're trying to promote it strongly that people will continue to use beef, but the temptation is to just take the easy option, I suppose, is it? 
I suppose it is. Yes, sure. Look, we're coming up to the weekend, and I think every tractor in the country is going to be at silage, and farmers are saying, "We'll out the bulls and don't do any more AI." But um, there's a couple of parts of that. Like, is um, you know, first of all, like if any farmer looks in their farm ops app, there they'll see how many bulls they need for cows that are currently coming on heat. And when you look at that figure, a lot of us don't have enough bull power on farm. So look, we banned the out numbers like a bull for every thirty, a bull for every fifteen, because you have to give them rest. And look, for what I say is. A bull, a bull could do three cows every two days, and that's it. And um, if you want him and ask him to do more, fair enough. But if you want to get your cows in calf, that's not going to be good enough. And it's as simple as that, short. So that's, that's the real challenge is have enough bull power on farm. And when we talk bull power, we're talking mature bulls, like a young bull. Like, just can't be doing any more than a cow a day, really. You just can't. You can't really. You're looking about maybe three cows every four days. So you have to have that bull power on on farm and it's very simple you have four cows bulling today and you have one bull you don't have enough bull power so you have to you have to ask yourself and that's different now when you're going say from week five five or six into mating as opposed to week 12 so that that's that's been the challenge from our point of view there but the, you know again there's data there that you can use on farm um you have cows there like 25 percent i think the national herd is calving from april onwards so a lot of those lads are not bullshit. Those cows are not bullshit. So you can say to yourself, right, again, the farm ops app, if you jump into it there and you jump in cows not bred, they'll give you the list. So there's no going through a spreadsheet or nothing. Pull out those and you might say, 100 cow herd, right? I have 15 of them there. There's 10 of them I'll do. Ring the vet today. You'll get that cedar program done and, and get a synchro done and those eight calvers maybe the next few weeks or put them once a day or the next week. You're looking at maybe a February calver or the first few days of March. So... No, Stephen is talking about 200 euros for the beef, man. No, go get them calving in the end of February, last day of February, as opposed to mid-April. No, you're looking at a lot more money for the dairy, man. So there's win-wins there we could look at. Again, there's no we talked about, besides the GA stuff that you can't be saying on that, on live. Um, but we also talked about, you know, you're spending big money in a bull. You get one breed, and there's no proof around that bull, no issues, and he can only serve one cow a day. Like, so if you look at there, He's doing, say, one cow a day or two cows a day if you really want to think he's super, right? He's costing you three grand. He's doing about 40 cows. Like, it's, it's big money for your AI. You're looking about 80 euros a, a pop there, as well as feeding them. Like, it's, it's a lot cheaper than 999 times out of 1,000. That's bull coming out of AI would be better than your stock bull. Like, so you're giving yourselves options. You're taking it easy. And like, if you look at our panels there and all the figures there that Stephen's putting out there around, being six for carcass weight, like all, all our angles is there above it there, like as you look at that um, short station panel, like so like, it's 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 a win there, you know, if you look at it doing say those cows not bred, there's an option there, like you can bring those cows back, big win for the dairy farmer, if you get nothing for the beef calf you're still winning, but you know, good quality calves beef farmer buys them sees the results like Stephen, he's back again next year and a lot of lads will tell you there's two things, they either want to get rid of the calves really really fast or the second thing like toward the dairy farm still finish your own beef you want to be finished best beef you, you're, you're doing AI to get the best cows why don't you want the best beef that's the other side of it too so um, two big parts from it there um, I think is, is that bull power and then also look what you want to do with those lake carvers there's an opportunity there you generate good quality beef or if, you, if you have one or two of those cows and you say you know I want a replacement off them there's short station there brings you back seven days or something like that you know you're still having in February instead of April so that'd be, that'd be our thoughts on it. 
Yeah, and John, I suppose just the the actual choices of bowlers would say there, like that you have as well, like uh, like we were saying earlier as well. There's a a, a sock for every shoe kind of scenario. Like you, you give the variation in codes that you're presenting with with a stack bull, be he young or old, it's the same bull that's in, in uh, jumping on the first calf or the light first calf or, or the very strong mature cow, and the calf that you get out of that then is just a combination of both basically but like you you said it there now that your your all your bulls are in excess of the figures that Stephen has talked about there and you actually have bulls that will be quite quite much a good bit higher in carcass weight that could very easily be used on a mature cow to generate quite a good calf um relative to we'll say what you're we'll say maybe using your easy calf or that you would be recommending for the for the, the lighter uh we'll say the maiden heifers and the lighter first calvers yeah. as well so just the we'll say the choices that you have there in, in that sense, and and the other thing I'd like you to comment on is is on the calving ease piece. Like we'll say, what's what's your perception of that, or what? Like like Stephen has said, that's obviously very very important for dairy farmers. Um, what we'll say, would you have, do you have any comment on that in terms of like people people like we're talking about moving to beef bulls here that are going to be no harder calving in a lot of cases than the dairy stock that they've been using in the first place. Yeah. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, look, sure, look, if you look at what Martin said, like, we have A6682, Horatio, like, it's 14 for um, carcass weight. Now, just cessation might be back a day or two, but a real, real strong um, animal there. But even our shortest cessation is carcass weight is six like, or eight. And that's in, um, that's our Aberdeen Angus. And you do stand in heifer, so it's like kind of happy days there. You're, you're, you're doing what Stephen wants you to do. And you're getting an easy cabin and the main heifers. Like we have, um, if you jump on the website, we have this going out about is our shortest station panel. And on there, like on the right hand side of that, there you'll see that we can use what you use a maiden heifers on second calvers and on cows. So as you were talking there on cows, other breeds like a Belgian blue, we have some there with the calving ease, shortest station for a Belgian blue, but again, you're talking a day or two, right? In the difference. But you're talking like if you talk to anyone in the marks anywhere. We're talking 200 euros there of a calf value there, a couple of weeks old. So you're going to get that two days back, um, mature cow. And, and if you have a couple of Belgian blues and you are selling them out of the yard, whatever else you have there that has to go, they can easily go in with them. Like it, it makes you a lot more marketable product. Um, so like BB7278, BB5226, very strong there. Like you, Stephen said six, these are 19 and 27, but they are Belgian blues, but they are easy calving and we're, and we're getting better in that space. And I suppose what I'd be saying to us, if you're first time, use a few, a small amount, see how you feel on good, big, mature cows. Um, and don't, I suppose, think of horror stories of 25 or 30 years ago, because we moved on from that. And look, like as we spoke about before, uh, short, we could never have been young lads. You can nearly count the amount of times you didn't use a... a a calving jack with yeah with the beef stock and now you can nearly count how many times you do use it so um like times have changed and i think we just have to try and just move that mindset as well and make it more uh, more productive so like just station lengths on those like on on um angus's you're minus three minus 3.4 but you're coming off then like say minus, uh, i think 383 is just station length there so you're talking 279 so it's short to station belgian blue i think it's about 285 and they're minus two so you're looking at 383 but look your stock bull is going to be that anyway. So it's yeah. not like you have to make a decision. If, if, if you really if want anything, to... John, the stock bull is going to carry a few days in the vast majority of cases, unless he's yeah, some like... sort of a test bull that you're after picking up somehow, you know, that he was potentially AI bull, potentially, but just didn't make the grade yeah. for whatever reason. Chances are they're going to carry time. Yeah, yeah, most of the time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like... to go get 
So, yeah, like, I think you're making some very valid points there, like we'll say, in terms of following up now. Like, as I said, we put so much emphasis into those first three weeks. Um, the follow-up now on those April calvers, as I said, 25% on average of every, every herd. So 25 out of 100 cows basically are calving in April yeah. or after April. Uh, so they've, they're only just coming kind of fit to serve now. And people get tired of AI. So you're, you're saying to use that synchronization program to one, make sure that they get yeah. submitted and two, uh, kind of get to take the job of trying to actually get them, uh, pick them up out of the way as well, like. Yeah, take the pressure off the bull power because we're back to that bull power. Like it's, you're asking the bull to do a lot. Yeah. And and the second thing is you have those late carvers. You want to bring them back earlier. Like you're taking the April carver back into February carver. Like you have an opportunity to do that. And like, sure, we're sitting here. Like we can easily talk the talk. And that's, you know, and, and you could talk about that, you know, the value of grass walking and you have to do it 40 times a year. And it's a big job. Like a lad has literally left to come off this webinar, ring the vet, jump in the farm ops um, app, they'll pull out. Cows not bred, how many stock bulls they need, right? The information's there. Pull out the cows in the morning, give them the jab or do whatever they need to do. And then they'll be doing AI then next week. You know, as per normal, it's, it's very simple to do. And what you're looking at there in the 100 cow herd, you could be bringing maybe 10 cows from April back into to February. And you're giving a good beef calf, then a dairy beef animal, then that, you know, in February will probably, you know, you can move on then as well. Like that you can hopefully... You know, yeah, you just you just have the benefit of the early beef cat as well coming through. Is there is there anything else, John, you could be doing other than synchronizing Joe for lads might want to go down that route just to, to use more beef AI like or any tips on that? I suppose that probably would be interesting. Right. Uh, well, yeah, like sure look. Um there, there's other options there as well. Like you have to new the the what do you call it, just better heat detection. Maybe they're going down there, use that re put on the paint again, better heat detection for the following three weeks. Um the, the other option then is maybe go once a day if they want for those late carvers to bring them around and say, look, bring them around. I'm going to do another 10 days of AI for once a day and they'll come. And they do. And there's, there's a lot, a lot of um, a lot of research to show there the benefits of doing once a day on those late carvers. Um, uh, it's a bit early for the early scan, I think, that way. But maybe look at those late carvers, just get them handled, make sure they are cleaned um, as well. And that comes outside of you're doing beef or whatever you're doing, just get them handled and cleaned. But... Um, as I said, the panels there of the bulls, like you look at the Dilly Jean, like they're very strong and our panels there this year are very strong. Like that bull you use, you showed there, AA5280, is actually a show. I sent on that video to, to Dennis Howard there and I saw the social media that evening or that morning. And um, like he was saying, like, that's one of our laws, I think, in the B-sub index. So like very strong there, like, and they're getting better because that bull is, that, that yearling there you have is two years old. So they're getting better, on, And that's what I was alluding to earlier is, like when you're using maybe those Belgian blues, and I'm not telling you, like, go Belgian blue all out everywhere. Use a few, see how we get on. Some lads love it, and they'll use a bit more next year. Or you could look at some like the Charlay or the Limousine or whatever else that's there. Yeah, so I suppose it's um, just a kind of comment on what you said there, John, actually. Uh, like, George and I were looking at, uh, and, and yourself, obviously, kind of trying to do some bit of promotion about, about the dairy beef and... And Stephen beat us to it, I suppose, and, and delivered exactly what we were kind of looking for because he had the information which we kind of didn't have. So all we had really was kind of farmer stories about it, really. And uh, one, one that comes to my mind about it is a, a guy that I met very recently that was using some uh, Gene Ireland limbs and stuff. And you might talk about the Gene Ireland program in a second, Stephen. Um, and he, he said he rang ICBF to order a few, uh, I think it was 10 was the minimum straws you could order of, of limousines. And limousines would obviously be very strongly related with long gestation, generally speaking. But 
the Gene Ireland programme is, is, is picking these bulls that they're short of gestation. When he rang ICBF about it, he said, I suppose I'm going to regret this. He says, am I? And the guy that was on the other side of the phone said, sure, we'll, you'll have to wait and see. So he ordered 10 straws. The following year, he ordered 20 straws. And his comment in relation to the calving ease piece was that we just need to have a bit of patience because we see big groups coming when cows are calving beef calves and we panic and we dive in and we start pulling calves and cows get hurt. Whereas because we're used to the fine bone or the lighter bone of the dairy calf coming, we get we don't get so concerned about it and we give them the time and they're able to calve them themselves. So I think that in itself was, was one interesting comment. And the other thing was that that farmer actually showed me his ICBF notebook that day and he'd several of his limbs and bulls that had calved five and seven days ahead of time. So they're really, like, like you're saying, that that gain that we're getting in terms of genetics. And that's another advantage of using beef AI over a stock bull, because obviously a beef stock bull being on a farm, he has at least, he'll surely, unless he gets hurt, is going to do two years on the farm, possibly three, possibly four, if you can kind of keep him fit. So you're actually stalling the quality of the animal that's coming through. So, Stephen, maybe you'd comment on the, the program that you're, we'll say, the Gene Ireland program. Obviously, John, you're involved in the two, so you might uh, throw a comment into two uh, when Stephen's finished there. Yeah, no, no issue. And I suppose even back to your, just your point in the limousines, like it's, again, it's, it's maybe you want to use them slightly earlier and maybe coming near the end of the breed stage, you might switch to, to a different breed. Like, so you have, I suppose you have that scope there, like, so does, and that's back to the point, I suppose, for us on the, in that Gene Ireland program, being involved in the, the breed, doesn't matter we want the best within the breed like so us um so look the gene iron program it was set up in 2015 uh looking at you know identifying these more suitable beef bulls for the dairy herd um and it started off very very small scale uh we only had about three thousand straws going out in year one i think we only had about 10 bulls uh like this year i'd say we're up coming close to twenty thousand doses of semen I think the guys are sold out in SEMA, like which is a which is a great result from from ICBF and and the guys working with it. So it's grown massively. Uh, the beef, the dairy farmers like being involved in it. But what it is basically is that you buy these the pack of semen, so that you put up thirty five doses of semen with maybe four or five bulls, and um, basically you have to record when you inseminate that cow if you're if you're doing DIY, record your calving difficulty, the gestation length, maybe you can call it the calf vigor, the calf size. Uh, a proportion of them animals will then be bought back by ourselves onto the trial farm for more in-depth we'll say, analysis. So we genotype them and the farmer that uh, record, that basically records information we buy the cows back from, uh, once the genotype comes back that is verified by the sire, which is very important, uh, we give a €25 Euro bonus for them, for them select cows, for, for the farmer Joe, uh, for, for supplying the data. Um, and then what we do is basically buy in 20 cows per bull from each of the sires, We'll record their weight on arrival, they'll record their weight after their finished milk, uh, after their weaning, and then every month thereafter, they get about you know, 22, 23 weights in their lifetime, so it is. Um, any health incidents is recorded, and so the big thing is we draw all the information every month into ICBF, feeds into evaluations. When the animals are killed, all the carcass data feeds into ICBF evaluations to basically make these, you know, identify these young bulls, ensure that they are, they, they're doing what they say on the tin, and that's, you know, that it's um, their higher liability in the shortest period possible. Um, when we kill, when we slaughter them then, uh, we also, as I said, we take a steak sample. So the whole meat quality area to see how that's looking. It's something a bit further down the line. And so the other thing, a proportion of these ants go into Tully and they measure individual 
feed intake, like so it is, and methane, which look, we have to talk about this, like so it is, it's where it's going. We're very carbon efficient for dairy and beef. Sometimes we forget that and we need to push that, but we need to do our share. And genetics can do that, like so again. And we need to get dairy and beef farmers and the industry working together because you can't have a successful dairy industry without a successful beef industry. And I think maybe we forgot that a bit. And I think there is bulls there that are going to, so the word says, uh, I think Rose Goulney, win-wins. So it's that we need, you know, that it's a win for the dairy farmer, but also for the beef farmer. And sometimes we get caught up in money. And uh, I'm a beef farmer as well. And for me, so I like money, so I do. But um, we sometimes have to think about the stress impact. I saw me as a dairy farmer, we were dairy in the home. But it is a huge thing. If I use, if I'm thinking I'm going to use bulls, you know, above 35 euro at least on the beef sub index, you know, that if you know comes back in that Joe Bloggs is going to come back to me or the two or three guys, look guys, I'm going to give them adequate colostrum and vaccinating my cows and they're from these sires, you know, whether they're AI or Stockwell, they're, they're, they're the best sires available uh, and they're going to get a good start of life. You know, that beef farmer is going to want to come back to you. And for me, if I knew that in August as a dairy farmer, I know that you know, I know where my calves are going. Uh, I know Joe's labour that I should be okay. I'm not going to be feeding extra calves. We did see that this year. Come the calves was milk replacers gone up, concentrates have gone up. So rearing calves is a high cost for a beef farmer. Um, so that I think is a huge element. So it's not just about the money. Yes, you'll have a more marketable calf. But I think John mentioned the point: a repeat customer. And the stress that you know he's going to, if I use these better bulbs, uh, he's going to come back. And, and it's, it's very si- similar to your EBI if you're selling replacement heifers. The dairy farmer rings up, asks what's the EBI. Most of the time, if they're not high EBI, they won't buy them. And we're not at that stage yet in beef farmers, but uh, I even see on the, we have a new beef benchmark report for beef farmers, like the Pope report. And we looked at the commercial beef value for a lot of these farmers and it, it splits the animals for the beef farmer to top third, middle and bottom. The high index cattle are younger, more carcass weight, they're making more money for the beef farmer. So like, it's only a matter of time before beef farmers are going to start asking that question. And I'd say for dairy lads, if you're ahead of the game, you're going to have more marketable calves. And there's more than likely going to be more beef calves coming this year um, with more sex semen. So you want to be on the top of the pile of my calves, you know, are on top and you know, they're the calves to buy over someone losing a low, a low index. And like even the advantage program setting that minimum standard of 35 euro, like we want to make improvements. And I'm sure industry and government, that is the way it's going. And like even as a farmer, I buy in calves as well. It works. You will not see it as a calf, but when they come into Ireland, like you're going to have more weight, hopefully younger at slaughter. And they're more than we're going to tick the boxes in terms of carcass weights. You get your whether your Angus bonus, your quality assured. Uh, it is very, very important. Like, so it's, um, Stephen, yeah, like Stephen, so it's no different than DBI. You look at two two heifer calves, or just what's the difference between two heifer calves that come off the sock bull or come off the high EBI one or wherever they come from? Well, when they grow, when they grow and they're fully mature and they have to deliver for you, that's where you see it. And I suppose you have to take that. You know, just two young Holstein, Holstein Frisian heifer calves, no difference. Same with the Aberdeen Angus, but when they mature, there's a difference there. Like it's, it's, you know, it's very complicated, but very simple as well, like to understand like that. It's, it's, it's pretty straightforward. And look, from, from a dairy point of view, like there's loads of different, like loads of different indexes for beef. Like it, it can be a bit confusing. Like, so it can, like you have CBI, you have the B sub index of it. Like uh, I would say for any guy that you know, isn't sure, I'd say Stuart, 
I'm sure Chagas would be happy to help or, or Munster or whoever to go through that with them because it is a bit confusing. It's, it is a big mindset change that where we were a couple of years ago, I know John uh, KYA was the, I think everyone knows that bull like so it is, but uh, it was, bad. you know, and good and bad. He he was unbelievably easy to have in the shorter station. Like, so it was like, and everyone loved him like so it is, but he might mean the best for beef, but we need to get that, you know, and I think you said that, that no bull, no one, every bull is different. Like, and if it's even Angus that, you have a bull for heifers and you have a bull for cows, sort of. So, and the calving difficulty, low, the lower the better was always the phrase. It doesn't need to be one and two percent. Obviously, there's certainly want a low percentage for heifers, but for them cows and mature cows, you know, they will be able to calve like so. There's you know, three, four percent on Angus and Herx. It's not hard calving. I think that that's a very important message, like so. It's like it's it's the balance, like so. That's I think that's very important. So just two questions, Les, because we better wrap it up. Um, just uh, just to go back to you, John, there, in terms of uh, just uh, clarification, you're recommending that people would do fixed-time AI on those later calves that, or cows that haven't been bred yet? Yeah, consult with the vet, and, and they'll give you the advice if there's a, that you're picking them out. Yeah, yeah, that would be the recommendation, where I suppose, to bring the vet and ask them if they'll know your soy better. Okay, and then, Stephen, this one is for you, I suppose, maybe... Um, just a question in relation to when when should beef farmers actually be buying calves? Or what age should they be buying them at? If you know what Ooh, I mean. Jesus, um, that's that's a hard question. <laughs> uh, so I can't, I can't, I wouldn't be. It'd be wrong to say we will get the dairy farmer to 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 rear them and, and take the hassle out of me when I'm walking. Look, I suppose that's a, it's a really good question as well as, and I know if you look at policy and what what they're meant to be like on the trial farm, we buy them in at roughly three weeks of age. So that's that's the buy in. You know, they're that little bit stronger, little bit like it's about. So when you're buying in calves, like stress is a big thing. So we buy from a specific bunch of farmers that we know give colostrum that jump you know, three weeks of roughly three weeks of age, like so that they're well looked after. It's a huge impact to 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 the to a farmer system. Genetics, hundred percent genetics, the cow, but the way the calf has been reared, and that little bit extra time is definitely uh, is a benefit for us. So does and like even from the dairy farm, we have found on the trial farm. Uh, 150 grams a day difference between calves from the best dairy farms versus calves and the worst dairy farms and what we do is we select we basically look at that every year and uh, we it try and select only yeah we filter it. And, it and it is important again we're going back to them guys every year and they love it because they know you know they've basically it's a price in the market or the average price of the week they're getting the 25 euro they know we're coming and going to collect them every you know, once a week every week and the money probably is it's probably you know it's, it's the service is a big thing like and yeah, they know if we're going to buy yeah, them like they're, so. they're clearing space for them all yeah them. like so look two three weeks of age but uh that's what we that's what we look three weeks mostly yeah okay so look as i said we're just caught for time there so we have to wrap it up but i suppose the, the key point i suppose coming from what you've seen Stephen, is that the that choice of beef bull is so influential in terms of the performance and again there's always that certain element of so what's in it for me maybe but like Jan has said there there's a lot of farmers rearing their own beef calves as well as that repeatability of the customer coming back so the person that buys those calves in 12 months time they're going to see whether they're good or they're bad and uh, they may not come back to you again like so if you can get those that use the opportunity that's there by beef AI to choose the best bulls that you can to generate the best beef that you can it's going to as you said give you kind of a, a USP maybe for your herd to sell, which, um, to sell on the stock. And then, John, your point is um, the same as what we're advocating, I suppose, within Chagask as well, that 
Uh, every three weeks of extra AI is going to reduce full power requirement by half. And the vast majority of, the, of farms that we see probably have one or two stock bulls at most, which would mean on the figures that you said at one and a half cows per day, uh, uh, means that they you know, have to be down to about 30 cows only left. And even at that, it's a, it's a bit of an ask. And how do you know that you've only 30 cows left is the other question, of course. Yeah, that's, that's true. And when you only have 30 cows left, them cows aren't having the conversations saying you're on today and I'm on tomorrow. Like yeah. Before on today and not, none on tomorrow. So that's another side of it. Yeah. yeah. So very, very important message for people to take away today is that the opportunity to use beef AI is there. We should continue to use beef AI to reduce the requirement for bulls. Um, because otherwise we're going to have a, a very long tail in our calving pattern in 2023. And then the choice of the bull that's there, there are loads of options out there and you can choose good and bad. And we should be trying to choose as, as the, the best as possible. And the genetics are now there to increase that. And I suppose some very rough work that's just been done there recently by George and one, Alan Toomey and Moore Park as well is very crudely for people if you're looking for a figure is that whatever your beef sub-index is for your cohort, if it's minus 10, you should be rough. And this is very crude. Pick a carcass figure approximately one for one, basically. So go plus 10, and you'll actually get the animals to come into the target. Now, as I said, that's crude, and it's it's been, it's been going to be refined, but it's going to get those animals to the, to, to the spec that Stephen is looking for of 280 to 320 kilos at an earlier stage as well. So the opportunity is there. Make sure people continue to use beef AI. Like Jan said, get those later calvers bred uh, using your fixed time AI or whatever is recommended to you by your vet. Top up your tail paint and keep AIing to, my personal preference would be to keep, do at least nine weeks of AI really and then leave the bulls at it at that stage if you want to. Lots of people now using no bull at all because they have automated heat detection systems as well. And look, it's a good year in milk. It could be a year to be considering an investment like that too for people to make life easier because of the health and safety aspects to go with bulls as well. So look, guys, I'd like to thank you very much for coming on. Stephen, super video, nailed it on the head exactly what we were looking to try to do and having the information that we probably wouldn't have had access to without getting through to you. So thanks very much. And Jan, thanks for coming on and prompting me to, to cover this topic again with you there a couple of weeks ago so thanks guys um, I'll be back next week thanks guys have a good week that's all for this week's Let's Talk Dairy webinar series and don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week I'll be back with our usual Dairy Edge interview on Monday so do listen in then I'm Emma Louise Coffey and thanks for listening